Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week, we have our all our regular segments. I got an add-on, too. Oh, you do? Mm. Perfect. Um, we we got to touch on the coronavirus. It's, Why? We I don't want to. anything with the corona touching me. We got to touch it. Um, it's how we build the immunity. Uh, we're also going to talk some NBA. Uh, LeBron just doing GOAT stuff. Um, then uh, NFL, CBA. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? Mic'd up. MLB Mic'd players. Up. Yeah. All right. But before we get to all that, we have to give a shout out to our boys at Fertilizer Service Company. Alec, you got the you got the ad read this week? I do got it. Okay. You know who they are. You know what they do. The best boys in the biz. Fertilizer Service Company. Our boys in Northwest Mo. Making God's country as green as she grows. Off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri. 660. 686-2402. Hit that line. Give them a like on Facebook. Reach out to them. Tell them we sent you. Yeah. Tell them the boys over at Sneaky Athletic said they want that good shit. Of course. All right. Let's get started. My heart, my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never How was your weekend? It was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you did some adulting. So much adulting. Uh, Friday was just kind of chill, which was like a very adult thing because I knew I had a big day Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, shut it down early. Uh, you know, keep it together. Don't, Responsible. Don't fuck it up. Saturday was just an insane day. Went to Kansas City. Had a great time with my girlfriend, some friends. Started out with... One of my favorite things to do in Columbia this time of year. Went to Harold's. Mm. Got the blueberry donut. It's back. Nice. Uh, most people would Very just be nice. like, cool. Like pe- Most of our listeners aren't going to really understand what that means. But I don't understand what it means. It's one of the top three donuts I've ever had in my whole entire life. And I eat a lot of donuts. Do you? Yes. See, here's the thing is I don't think that you have enough weight on you. For me to truly consider you a donut connoisseur, so I'm lacking. I'm lacking two things. Or if you were twelve, I'm lacking a gut, and I'm lacking a mustache. Ooh, yeah. Those are two things that you need to have. I mean, eventually one day I think I might get there, but I have I have put down a lot of donuts in this blueberry one. It's good, anyways. The perfect mustache length to absorb enough glaze. Mm. That you get a nice little lick after. Yep. It's important. Just that, that upper lip or the lower lip drag on the mustache to bring it all in. I think upper lip drag is probably a better way to describe it. Yeah, I don't, whatever. I'm not a mustache guy, so I don't, yeah. I'm, I don't know the terminology. I haven't gotten there yet. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But yeah, I went to Casey, had a great time. Then uh, Sunday, we had a fucking good time. Yeah. We yeah. went and uh, banged nice some day. chains. We did bang some chains. I was clanging and banging. Not in the weight room, though. No. We were out uh, playing some disc golf. Yeah. Top 10 course in the nation here in Columbia Mo. Yeah. It was it was honestly 
and it's not at peak right now. No, because it's it's super early in the season, and it's not like the the greenery hasn't you know come up yet. It was still like super nice. Oh, it's fun, and it's like eight twelve bucks, and you're good. Well, it, now it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's just like buying the disc. That's your starter. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, buying the disc is buying your membership. One hundred percent. Yeah, and then it's free. I talked to somebody about it today, and they're like, "So how much was it?" And I was like, oh, "I spent like fifteen bucks on discs." And they're like, and to, to golf? And I was like, no, that's free. Yeah. Like, they, they maintain it, but... You just walk up and throw. You go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was awesome. I had never played, and I'm definitely excited to play some more. Did you stay at a hotel? I did. So, that is one of my, like, adulthood thresholds. Like, staying in a hotel on your own. Because you, like, pretty much only did it as a kid with adults. Yeah. And so, you going in and being able to do the whole thing. Like, I booked it. Yeah. I uh, parked my own car, didn't valet. Feels so much older every time that happened. Yeah. Went up. It's like, hello, what's what's your name? Uh, room for William Farmer. Mm-hmm. You know. That's actually Chandler's first name, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, they asked me if I wanted a lower floor or a higher floor. Got to go higher. Yeah. Every time. Another tip. Corner rooms. Yeah. Away from the vending. Yeah. More, more windows. You don't want to be sleeping it. I mean, I guess it depends on why you're staying in a hotel. Most of the time when I'm staying in a hotel, I don't want to be sleeping in. So I want more when, like, there's just shit to do. Like, yeah. when, if I'm at a hotel, I got shit to do all day. So I want to be able to, like, whoever the first one up is, they can kind of open some blinds. We can start getting the day going. That is the true hotel alarm clock. Whenever somebody just, yeah, those bitches open. And you roll, like, you roll over and you throw a pillow over your eyes. But you're then about five. So mad. The first second. I'm like, <laughs> I have to be one of the angriest people to wake up. Like yeah. from a nap, I get, I'm get. i so angry. Multiple times I just don't say words to you whenever I know you've woken up. Like yeah. If it's in the middle of the night or like I have to like get you up off the couch or something, I know that once you're up, don't say anything. Yeah. And I just, I like viciously move about things and do them until like about 10 minutes later or I like get in the shower and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. But it's just that first that first jolt awake is, mm-hmm. oh, it's the worst. I'm getting better about it. Well, what made you mad uh, this week? A very, very simple thing that it just, I don't get why we do it daylight savings time. Yeah. Because I woke up on Sunday and I was like, what, I was like, what time is it? And it's like 1110. I was like, how the fuck is it 11 already? Yeah. When's the last no, time you I, slept in that light? Never. I mean, it's been two years since I've slept that late. And I was like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. And then Mackenzie was like, oh, daylight savings time. I was like, oh, 10 o'clock makes a lot more sense. Like 10 o'clock is like the absolute latest I sleep in. It needs to be advertised everywhere. Truly. It should, my phone should go off like an Amber Alert. The, the day night, before? Yeah, the night, like yeah. 6 p.m. Saturday, mm-hmm. my phone should start buzzing and be like, you live in a state that does daylight saving time yeah be prepared or you're located in one currently yeah absolutely yeah it should like fucking let me know because i completely forgot and the bar shut down an hour earlier Mm -hmm. because the second or no it should have yeah yeah yeah. because the second it hit two it jumped right to three yep because they were supposed to stay open till three but it went two and then they're like all right last call and i didn't even i was too drunk and i didn't realize it like I knew it was two, and I was like, "They, they must just close it too." Like yeah, my drunk brain. I did brain, the same thing this weekend. Yeah, my drunk brain was like, "Oh, they just 
this is one of the bars that closes early for some reason in Kansas City. I don't know. That shit is just so annoying. I don't get it. And there's people who live... The people who live in states with two time zones and yeah. and have to deal with daylight savings time in some places don't. Think about living in North Dakota, where like the capital is split between the two zones. Yeah, I think uh, Indianapolis is like that too, and Tennessee so is shitty. Tennessee is two time zones. Yeah, yeah. I, I was seeing a tweet about a guy who he he works at uh, work starts at nine, but he has to leave his house at seven. And so when he gets to work, it's like right before nine. But then when he leaves work at five, he gets home at four forty-five. Would you take that trade? I think so. Yeah, me too. Because it's just like you get home and best way to steal an hour. Yeah, you're just you you're time traveling every day. Literally, yeah. That was one of my favorite things about it. Whenever I was growing up, is that day that you wake up extra early. Like, I had Casey's down the road, and, like, that was always Casey's breakfast day. Oh, the fallback day? Yeah. Yeah, fall. I have nothing wrong. I have nothing against fallback. Why don't we just fall back once a month and continue it? Until we're, like, midnight, is it noon? And our day's just flipped? Yeah, but it'll change back soon enough. I, I think I would rather just go no change than constant change. Well, here's my thing. It's a little bit more equal for the night workers. That's true. Think about working that third shift and it's like uh-huh. all of a sudden it's like you're actually working normal hours. Does just general population uh, happiness improve then? Because I know some people no, hate that. I think it would make a cool because I think it might third, even out. Third shift workers are elated. They're, well, and they're a smaller group. I mean, it's just like true. Yeah. there's not as many people who work that overnight shift as there are who work day shifts. Mm hmm. So there's just by nature less people who are mad about it, and then now you flip it on its head and put the majority in like the struggle, they're well, going to be mad. Would we shift normal business hours every time under this scenario? I think you would. If you did that, then oh my god, this is like such a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> then it doesn't even make sense to do it. Not necessarily. And then you're. You would just be, so, everybody would be so delirious. I think car crashes would go up, like... <laughs> Significantly. I mean, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Especially, like, the first year. Yeah. Well, because, oh, my God. Well, in the full year, it wouldn't even get all the way back. It'd take every two years to yeah. get all the way around. Yep. Ugh. I'm just thinking about that <laughs> fucking gives me a panic attack. I think we're solid, just... Never change it. Yeah, I think we should just go to like the state. I think what Nevada does it. There's or, a couple no, of states. It's uh, Arizona, I think. There's yes. one in the Southwest. Arizona does it. I think Indiana or, um, or parts of Indiana. Like, Canada has a couple of provinces that don't. And then Tennessee is like two time zones, which is a very mm-hmm. weird thing. Absolutely. I think I would rather do the two times that like live in the stealing an hour is awesome. Yeah. Waking up at seven isn't that bad. Like just switching time zones for work. I, I would like to do that. I think. Yeah. Cause then it's just like, you come home and you're like, you could just be home sitting there and like everybody else is still working. Like there's yeah. that, that feeling. And you're like, I already worked an eight today. Mm-hmm. Is like your days. I mean, I guess your days are still 24 hours, but it feels more like 25. I think waking up at seven and then realizing, oh shit, it's already nine. Like part of your day is just 
flown by. Well, he literally. said he said he wakes up at like six. He has to leave by seven because then that puts him there at work at nine, even though it's an hour commute because he loses that hour. Yeah. But he said it's a great feeling going home mm. and you leave work at five and you get home at 445. Yeah, I bet. Like that. What What's your beef? Oh, um, well, honestly, we kind of covered it a little bit earlier um, because we experienced this this weekend while we were playing disc golf. Uh, well, I guess we didn't cover it, but people who don't let you play ahead or are just like dicking around. Like we were playing and I actually had to go grab something from the car and I came back and there was just a solo dude who was serious. Like he had the bag, he had the shoes, the shirt. Not serious in a mean way. No, like he was really good. He was a good player. Yeah, nice guy. Super nice. Yeah. Just went about his business, got done real quick, and it was fine. And he he put some hustle to it. Yeah. He came up, he was throwing, boom, boom, accurate, hits a par or birdie on the hole. Yeah. And it's just like, thanks, guys, and like goes to the next hole. And it's like, that's how you do it. I don't care if you're like walking with a purpose. Like you don't need to go faster than that. But I don't need you just dicking off. Like these people in front of us this weekend were like hitting shit with sticks and, you know, just meandering around for no purpose. And it was like Frisbee golf purgatory. I 100% on the, like on the whole, whatever, I think it was eight or like when they were, I thought they were not playing the hole at all. Yeah. Like they were off on the side, like playing on the rocks. And then all of a sudden they just pick up Frisbees and they start throwing them towards the hole. We really. I think went about it in the best way because we knew we were not great. And so we just started throwing them because either A, we're going to hit a tree and it's going to make noise or B, it'll land like 40 feet from them and they'll be fine. Yeah. There was no way we were going to hit them. It was just like a couple of them got close enough to be like, oh shit, they're there, but they're the most oblivious. I wish I could be that oblivious and just have like not care. I don't think you do. I don't think it helps you in life. I don't think it does either, but I think... Like, do you think those people that were in front of us ever experienced anxiety attacks or like, I have like, like work, like they don't, I don't think they like sit up at night and worry about like if their finances are in place or everybody has their own worries. I think a better question is where they under some sort of intoxicant. I could see that they were like on a hallucinogen. Something. Yeah. At that point. I don't mind as much, but I still need they you to just, realize. They should have just taped something on their back like, we are on acid. And I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, let them hit rocks with sticks. Honestly, if they were all just in tie-dye shirts looking like hippies, I would have been like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, like, let's just play through. They won't even know yeah. we're here. <laughs> we'll be walking by and they'll think we're some sort of apparition or something. Yeah, they'll just they'll be like, man, your Frisbee <laughs> gives off great patterns, man. Good vibes. Yeah. Uh, what's your lifestyle tip? So... I've slowly but surely realized this, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's something that has kind of held me back a little bit, and it's get multiple opinions and think of where those opinions are coming from, because I have a lot of things in my life that, like, my parents, like, said, oh, that's really good, or, you know, that fits well, and I show it to somebody else, and they're like, oh, hey, buddy, you got to fix this, that, you know, X, Y, Z, or you know, that shirt truly doesn't fit me. And it's like, your parents just love you. And so they're going to say some shit like that or somebody who's just trying to be nice. But like, you need the hard truth at the end of the day to like truly improve on that. And so that was my thing of recently, I realized that maybe 
the best intentions don't always have the best results with trying to be nice like that. I hadn't thought about it in that way before. I mean, obviously there's times where like in real life, your interactions intentions go amiss, but like something like that where it's pretty much insignificant. Yeah. Really fucked with my whole psyche. I don't look as good as I thought. <laughs> that that gotcha. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's like I thought this shit fit and all of a sudden I'm looking like Gumby out there. I, I think I just realized that a long time ago, but something down the side. You also have multiple sisters and I think that's huge. Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. Um My dad doesn't care, my brother doesn't care. So I took my mom's opinion as gospel. Fair enough, and she's not gonna lead you down a it hasn't been bad, but it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I've noticed that I do recently, um, that's kind of the same. When you said get multiple opinions, mm-hmm. it reminded me of this. I'm so bad about just taking the first option. Yeah. I'm like, you are. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need internet. Boom. I'm going to get that internet. They're like, all right, I need a pair of boots. And I just go, I'm like, all right, these boots fit. Let's get them. Who can fix this problem the fastest seems to be higher on your priority list than is this the most efficient? Is this the best product? I think in my mind, getting it done the fastest is the most efficient. Right. So that's why I just like allude to, and it, and I've definitely made mistakes. I mean, we've talked about it before, like pot equipment. Mm-hmm. Like I've just been like, all right, we need this pot equipment. Let's just go. Whereas now we're at a position where like we've actually sat down, we both looked at a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we both agreed on things and we spent like probably an hour or two like looking at things and being like, this is what we want. I think it was important for us to cross mediums at that point, thinking where the opinions come from. Like you're a visual learner. I like to read a lot more. And so like you were sending me articles and I was watching YouTube videos with you and that really helped the consensus. Yeah. We just went at it from a lot of angles. We're like, and, and over the course of like a week decided Whereas like a lot of the times I'm so bad about being like, all right, that's what I want. Just get it. Uh, One of my favorite examples of us doing that just collectively is whenever we bought our brand new TV. So we had an old roommate who moved out and he had a 65 inch TV in the middle of our living room, which was awesome. And we used the perfect size. A hundred percent. Used it every day. It was our baby really his, but adopted to us. So the second he moved out and we needed a new TV, I mean, we plugged Chandler's TV in, which is how big? I mean, it's definitely not bigger than 42. That's, yeah. that's a, I think that's how big it is, but I'm not 100% sure. We plugged it in and never turned it on. We just needed a new TV instantly. We we both we plugged it in. We both sat on the couch, and we're just like, all right. We just got up. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're going to the store. <laughs> not going to work. And it was it was like a Monday or Tuesday mm-hmm. at like 8.15, yeah. 8.30. We are pushing it. Go, roll up, go to the first store that we went to bought the first one that we thought was the best deal which was a great deal yeah 100%. looking back now because after we bought it every time i'm in like a walmart or something i am i look at the tvs right. just in case and like we got a 65 inch tv for after tax 520 dollars, and it's a smart tv awesome. and like i look i went to walmart the other day and they had a 55 inch tv for like 495 before tax Oof. Well, i we, could never <laughs> we walked out with our brand new TV and it was raining now. Yeah. And I had drove and we tried to fit it in my car and we hadn't thought about that realization at all. Didn't fit in the car. Nope. 
the store, they locked the doors as we were walking yeah, out. Yeah, they were like, y'all need to get out. Yeah, it was like 9.05 when we purchased it, and they mm-hmm. closed at 9. So we're standing in the rain. Yeah. The only person we knew with a truck was our roommate who just left. Yeah. So we had no options. I called like three people who I thought might, and like two of them were like, I don't even live in Columbia anymore. And another one was like, nah. <laughs> just fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, or no, 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 no. He sold his truck. Oof. I forgot. He sold his truck. He's like, I drive a car now. So no. And I was like, damn. That's not going to help. And then what do we do next? Pop open the trunk. The console that lays down where you can look back into the rear of the glory hole of your vehicle. Chandler's laying in the glory hole. Yep. Holding, As I typically do. <laughs> holding on to the TV with dear life as it halfway hangs out my car and we'd make the three mile trek home through the rain yes on the side streets because we thought that'd be better it just ends up it just took longer it just was Oof. more pain oh yeah you have a lifestyle you go over i that? do um so mine is speaking of tvs put them to good use stay inside hashtag corona <laughs> okay it's getting to us Nobody under 45 has, like, died in the U.S. Well, I know a lot of people over 45. I mean, so do I. So it's still worrying me. Like, my parents, just stay at home. My grandparents, stay at home. If the coronavirus comes to your hometown, the entire thing is getting wiped. The thing is, is a lot of people from my hometown are already staying outside with guns, about ready to fight the coronavirus. I think that's the most effective way yeah. to be a dumbass. That's actually my favorite is that was made up. But the people, I know. there were people in Kansas who were like, they wrote an article about like they, when the tornado, there's a tornado coming and they were like sitting on their porch with the front, they're sitting on their front porch with a gun. And then they had to write, somebody had to write an article. It was like, please don't shoot at tornadoes. Yeah. like That was like last summer, I think. Somebody wrote an article that was like, please stop shooting at tornadoes or please don't. It's like, that's the most redacted. That's what I'm going to say for. Um, mm. I'm going to bleep it there. Um, that's the most redacted thing I've ever heard. I love uh, whenever people get together in groups like that to truly fight nature. Like there was a Facebook group for a while to blow. Everybody walked outside and blow the hurricane away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, that was this last one. Fuck, what was that? Katrina? No. Oh. What was that hurricane called? Harvey? Yeah. I knew it started with an H. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my what the feet. I have two of them. Do it. Okay. So my first what the feed. Um, Let me pull it up here. Hold on just a second for me. All right. So my first what the feed is these... uh, CBS News has reported uh, on these so-called rumors. Now, I say so-called rumors because they kind of sound true to me. But uh, they the title of their article is uh, Rumors Spread on Social Media That Snorting Cocaine and Drinking Bleach Can Cure Coronavirus. They can't. Are you sure? That's what I'm here to ask. <laughs> I mean... Because I think Florida disagrees. <laughs> Fire joke. I mean, I I don't see how it wouldn't help. Honestly, Florida's on top of it because one of my what the feeds was the Florida PD testing your meth 
for coronavirus. They sent out a tweet that they would help anybody out who just had a little extra. Yeah. You want to make sure you got clean meth? Yeah. Be safe. Bring it in. 100%. They have your back. Yeah. Not as good as the boys at Fertilizer Service Company, but... What a plug. Yeah. Well, you know, people helping people. People? Um, Yes. Um, What the... were you just about to do? I don't know. Uh, my next what the feed. Yeah. Also coronavirus related. Okay. The New York Post uh, posts an article, as they do, uh, by their name. Yeah. Human lab rats needed. Would you get infected with the coronavirus for forty five hundred dollars? Forty five hundred. Yeah, four thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> I think I would. I mean, nobody our age has died from it, so probably. I would take, depending on how long. I want more money. I didn't really read the study. I have a lot of sick days built up. So if if it's like, all right, we need you for two weeks, $4,500, I can take those sick days, get paid from work, Mm -hmm. and go in and make an extra $4,500. As long as I get like a TV, we can watch conference, like it's fucking conference tourney week, so I'm going to be like, guys, I'm going to need to watch like, SEC, Big Ten, Big uh, ACC, Big Twelve attorneys. My brother used to do that, and he made bank from it for a while. But he was just a lab rat. There was one here in Columbia I was going to do. Yeah, you have to be completely clean of all substances, or some of them are substance specific. Oh, this one was an alcohol one, <laughs> which is super funny. It yeah. was. I was going to have to get. I was going to go in. The only reason I didn't do it is because I was going to have to take a full day off work to uh-huh. do the initial one. But I was going to make five hundred bucks over six weeks. And, uh, I was like, I don't really want to take a full day off work, but they were going to send me home with a extra, with a cell phone. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then whenever, like certain times of the day, it would just like buzz and I would have to take a quiz and it was, and I would have to like record like how much I'd had to drink at the time. I was going to test my like cognitive ability. And then I was gonna have to go in and the last study was like a half day where I would have to go in and like drink and do shit while I like one beer and then like take the test and like two beers take the test on them right yeah yeah and get paid for it not a bad gig because it was like i don't remember it was like a certain amount of chunk of change to start and then like fifty dollars a week or maybe not even that much but a certain amount a week and then like a certain chunk of change at the end make sure you're still doing the test yeah yeah so my second one the feed as well is oh yeah two is oh man yeah yeah vibing this video that has been circulating on Twitter of this couple breaking up and this man is recording from his car and they're fighting. They're just doing this, you know, you're fat. No, you're fat. Like regular bickering stuff, whatever. Okay. Um, and so they like walk away from each other and she looks back at him as he's walking away and he turns a corner and she turns back around and he starts looking at her. And he's just staring, like waiting for her to like look back at him. And the second she starts turning, this dude just planks. He just dives under some cover. Yeah, Yeah, he ducks under like the like the barrier. Yeah, slick. I mean, what a move. Yeah, it's really funny. We'll tweet it out from the pod account. But good God, it had me giggling. I also have a Google this that is. Not related at all. And it, okay, I, go ahead. I needed a better segue, but it is Beep Baseball. Do explain. So I found this one-minute documentary on YouTube, and this one-minute documentary 
was of blind people playing baseball. So they have a sighted pitcher and everyone in the field is blind as well as all the batters. So you're batting blind and the ball beeps and it's just like slow pitch softball, but you have a like certain spot that you're supposed to run to and you hit that, you just run into it, it makes a different sound than the ball. But the person who is going after the ball is like listening for it and you just have to hold it up. And that's the equivalent I was gonna say, of throwing. There's no way they could like throw it to first. Right. Exactly. So they just hold it up, but they'll like dive and then they're just like bear crawling all over the ground. Like it's like Velma looking for her glasses yeah. and they're trying to get this ball. It's awesome. It's really cool that they incorporated it that way. And they're like just like a beer league sort of vibe. You know, it's awesome. What sound does it make when you hit a home run? Cause it better be fucking sweet. It's a good question. It was one minute documentaries, so we didn't get that deep. I would into assume it. you don't run the bases when you hit a home run. I don't think that you run all of them. I'm pretty sure it's like you run like a direct line there and back. So it's more like cricket mixed with baseball, where it's like it's on a baseball diamond and there's like a slow pitch pitcher. Yeah, I mean that would make sense to not like uh, like run in a like around the baseball diamond. That would just be pointless. You'd just be running into everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations for figuring out blind people. I'm trying to figure out this game from you describing it to me. I can't see it. You know, I'm a visual learner. Well, this is not the game for you. Good point. I'll stick to regular baseball. Um, My Google this. The worst boxer ever. Huh? So on this. Is it a male or female? Male. On this day, March 9th. Mm -hmm. So today we're recording 1993. Brian Sutherland, a.k.a. the worst boxer ever, made his professional debut on Tuesday Night Boxing, which was used to be a big ESPN um, boxing thing where they did a lot of commentary and things. Um, so this guy was a street fighter who thought, and he, he was a good street fighter, thought, might as well uh, get paid for this. Mm-hmm. Comes out, looks exactly like Kenny Powers. Nice. Okay. He starts throwing punches. I mean, he looks confident, but the second he starts throwing punches, you go, oh, no. (laughs) And the guy he's fighting is, I think, like, he won 24 of his 25 amateur fights. Nice. And they're I don't know if they're both making their uh, pro debut or not, but the other guy has, like, a pretty good record. Mm -hmm. And, like, the second you start see them both start throwing punches, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. But, yeah, the worst boxer ever. So he – the – he boxed one match. And it was that one. It was 56 seconds long. Um, I'm trying to... Th- hold on. Let me find... So some of the titles of the YouTube videos that uh, this clip lives under, the first one ever was The Man from Shelby. That's where he's from. The next one is... Shelby where? I don't know. It doesn't say. Australia? No, it's American. Okay. Uh, the next one is The Worst Boxing Debut in History. And the last one is uh, Worst Boxer Ever, Tidy Mullet. Yeah. And then the the like most popular comment is, holy shit, this guy's the worst boxer in the history of the world. Epic mullet, though. Have you ever heard a mullet described as tidy before? No. This was also from like 2008. Huh. So when the video was posted. But uh, you'll have to go watch it and it's... My favorite is under this, uh, when he gets hit, he literally, 
Like I'm showing Alec the picture right now. That's after he gets hit in the face and he literally goes down. But it's like the caption of that picture is record scratch. You may be wondering how I got here because it's like he gets hit and you just see him turn away and fall down. Fun little fact for you. The man who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, JFK's assassinator, had won a street fight with a boxer. Really? Yeah. Never professionally boxed in his life. Five nine little dude beat a professional boxer. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so do you have any SAP MDBs? I don't. Go ahead. I know you watched a movie this week because I watched it with you. Oh, I mean, I I thought you were just going to talk about it. We can talk about it, though. I have other. I watched more movies than you this week. Oh, oh fucking sick brag. We don't have internet, buddy. Uh, that is true. We've been living off Redbox. What a, what a fucking useful little tool. Yeah. Um, We did watch Midway. Mm-hmm. Watched it about 20 minutes together. Majority of it separately. I thought it was a, a really good movie for uh, anybody who likes action war stuff. Because yeah. it's, it's pretty much action the whole entire time. Yeah, 100% agree. It's not like the best action war thing I've ever seen, but it's consistent. It keeps you... In, I mean, you're entertained because it's there's no like build up to the story. Like They're just constantly right. doing shit. I agree with that. I, you know, didn't think it was bad, but it really made me think about how whitewashed we have put our U.S. history. Like, think about Pearl Harbor and how much damage there was there and, like, how we really think of, like, this being a terrible American tragedy. But, I mean, we went into Hawaii. I'm looking it up right now. Um, What year did Pearl Harbor happen? 1941. December 7th, 1941. Hawaii wasn't even admitted to the Union. Yeah. We're just on somebody else's land and just get bombed the fuck up. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, how many native casualties were there? I don't know. I'm not trying I, I to argue either I don't way. Know I'm either, just saying. But I've never thought about that before. Like, we always think of it as this great American tragedy and tons of brave American lives were lost there. But we truly shouldn't have ever been bombed on someone else's land. I, I don't know what kind of agreement we had with them to be there. I mean, we have agreements to be all over with bases. I mean, we have bases that are now getting like, attacked in the Middle East. And like, but I don't know. Like, that doesn't make it I, same I don't, sort of I don't thing. want to comment on it because like, I don't know if it was like they welcomed it. Probably I'm sure not. there were people who didn't. I'm sure it created a lot of jobs, good paying jobs back then. So I'm sure it boosted the economy, but also they did take a harbor. At what cost? Away. So I, I don't know. I don't, I've, don't know any history about that. That's a great point that you bring up, though. Yeah, I, I never, never thought, thought about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, that, that is super interesting. Now, what I... It's the, never recalled as something that happened to Hawaii. It's always a, something that happened to us, the United States. and like. But, the, but I don't think it was like us, the United States, that not like excluding Hawaii. Like, I think it was like... Hawaii is the United States. Is but they the weren't way, at the time. I know, but the way I always looked at it, it wasn't like I was like, the U.S. was hurt. I was like, like ugh, Hawaii was the collective U.S. But that's just also me who was born in 1995 and doesn't think about it. We have about, a different you know, yeah, perspective yeah. of it, and that's the whole reason that we hadn't thought about this before. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point, though. That's never been brought to my attention until right now. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I thought they did do a good job of was uh, describing the scale of, 
of the Japanese Navy. Mm-hmm. Like I never really understood that they had the biggest ship at the time. Their airline carrier was the biggest at the time and ever. Um, and the, just like the sheer mass number and skill of their Navy and what it took to outsmart them just at Midway and like how they were able to basically outsmart us for Harbor. But like Pearl with Pearl Harbor, it was a combination of they outsmarted us and we were very lucky because we didn't have any carriers docked there at the time. They were all out. Yeah. Huge. Doing practice shit. I mean, such little things, you know, change the tides. Like I mean, that. the history of the world. Like if they, right. if they get those carriers, we might not win the Pacific and it could be a whole different story right now. Yeah. We like podcasts might not exist. Huh. That's a, I made a big jump there, but like all the things that like we would be speaking potentially Japanese. <laughs> That's a yeah, huge jump. Uh, I will put my foot in something a little bit more solid and back up SGP Ford versus Ferrari. Good movie. Really? Yeah. I wanted to watch it, but I was like, we just need to return it. I'll, yeah, we're going to have internet soon and I'll just figure it out after that. But not bad. Pretty action-packed, pretty... Um, I mean, it was just a good story. You know, I think it was well done. Uh, Christian Bale is actually British, was a fact that I had never known. Like in real life? In real life. He was born in the UK. He has a British accent. The more you know. The more you know. Um, and just a li- little quick fun fact, uh, Thunderball 1965 used a real jetpack in the title sequence. And... It was developed for the U.S. Army in the early 1960s, but the maximum flight time was 21 seconds and could only go 120 meters, so they scrapped it. Look how far we've come, talking about your jetpacks a couple day, or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, those jetpacks in Dubai are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, this is my uh, other segment, Bring It Back, Sneaky Good Songs. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what, what you had planned. Well, the internet's going crazy. I'm not too hot on this, but the internet has gone wild for the new Lil Uzi album. Well, he did a hell of a job promoting it. Also, production quality on his songs are fantastic at all times. I think he has a good team. Like yeah. everything he does is is pretty good. Bit too long for me. There are some okay songs, but I don't know. I just don't know how you can't like like him as a person. I think a lot of the internet's just fallen in love with him as a person because he's just like very innocent and like lovable and yeah. relatable. As like someone who's our age. Someone that I fell in love with here in Columbia. Switch on to the NBA. Jonte Porter. Okay. Stayed a little bit longer than his brother. Played well. I love his game. Just got signed to Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Congrats. Here, let me uh, let me hit him with a... Mm. Third time's the shot. Congrats, Jonte. So, then... On top of that, he's in the middle of this Western Conference race that is insane. It is one of the closest races ever. I mean, they currently have the playoff spot, but just an idea, they are 18 games back. Pelicans are 22, Sacramento's 22, Portland's 22 and a half, and the Spurs are 23. Go do that again. Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento... Portland, San Antonio, and Phoenix are all within six games of each other. With eight teams? Yeah. 
for the eighth spot. Jesus. There's a huge jump from seven to eight, but it's going to be a so the whole bottom little, half. Of pretty the much, Conference yeah. is There's one other team one that's just trash, which is the Warriors currently. But yeah, they're all just you know clawing tooth and nail. So hopefully, at the end of this year, we'll see some good NBA games. I know we will. Yeah. We saw some good ones this weekend. True. True. Um, I was watching a little more college basketball, but I did keep up with the NBA games and uh, your bucks. How do they do the rest of the weekend? I know on Friday it wasn't, it wasn't great. Bucks are fine. They're, well, I mean, obviously they're fine. They're in the Eastern conference. Wow. And they're a mile ahead of the championship last year. Eastern conference. Uh, Oh, it, what is this? The SEC now? They also you're just gonna claim the yeah yeah. I'm doing it. It's like Bama and Nick Saban just left and and Ellis or no wait. I, I'm not gonna try to cross sport this comparison, but you're you're being like a big SEC person right now, and just be like, well, fuck yeah, fuck who who's the West played, Paul? <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. Okay, well here's a better stat. They have won four more games than anybody else in the league. They have the best defensive rating. Like, yes, they lost to the Lakers this weekend, but also they beat Toronto every single time that they played last year, and Toronto won the championship. So I'm not too bad about these end-season games not always going our way against the big opponents. Our record against plus 500 teams is still really good. Yeah, that's where, I mean, that's where you should be, but they yeah. lost to the Lakers. Indeed, they did. And then the Lakers beat the Clippers for the first time. Whenever they have a full roster, they lost full a healthy roster. We'll see. I still think it might be L.A. Bucks. It, it's it'll be L.A. Bucks. I'm not gonna lock in my West team yet. Okay, so it'll be the series will be at the Staples Center. Part of it. Okay. Yeah. It will, yeah. In the Pfizer form. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you have to say about LeBron being 35 years old and just... Yeah, he said, shot over 50%. Like, Le- LeBron did well late, but... Yeah, he's in his prime. LeBron's 35. This is his 17th year in the league, and he's still competing with these guys. He made Pat Beverly look like Good for a him. Bitch. Good for him. I don't think he has as much weight on his shoulders as Giannis. I still would put Giannis above him in the MVP conversation. I think so, and we talked about it before. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. I said your comments on LeBron still having it at 17. It's at year 17. Good for him. Do you think Giannis has more weight on his shoulders than LeBron ever has? Oh, God, no. Okay. That very first Cavs team that he took to the playoffs. I would say maybe even when he returned back to Cleveland, there was more weight on his shoulders. Mm, he had K-Love. But the... The winning it, like, it was just like, if he didn't win one. Pressure is different from carrying the team. Well, weight on his shoulders is a very vague term. That's fair. Yeah, I think we're interpreting different so, ways. I'm thinking. Carrying more of the actual load. Yes, that's what I'm That saying. was the 07 team for sure. Yeah. And the and the, the, three, the 08 team, the 09 team, and the 10 team. Because nobody can name anybody from the, like, Mo Williams, Zodrunas Elgalskis, Anderson Verjal, like those are the only players that I uh Delonte West. Yeah. Just because yeah. He, yeah, he fucked LeBron's mom. Like those are the only players I can even name. And like I'm a big LeBron fan. I watch those teams religiously. So in my opinion, it was like 
he wasn't expected to really do it. Like in 07, that was his fourth year in the league. Third year, fourth year? Yeah, fourth year. It was like there wasn't as much weight on his shoulders as when he returned and he'd already won two. And it was like, all right, now you got Kyrie and Caleb. Like you have to win it against this mountain of a team in Golden State. I don't disagree. It's a decent take. Yeah. Yeah, you clarified the waters there. Thank you. Yeah. You know what waters aren't clarified? What's that? How everybody feels about the NFL CBA. That's true. Aaron Rodgers is mad, mad at the league because they ended up taking, you know, a little bit better um, practicing slash game schedule, like easier on the players. And they took easier dope testing, specifically weed, of course. And he wants health care like a smart person. I don't blame him a bit. So there's that. Um, there's also from what I'm seeing. Some of the people are calling out the one percent. Um, so like the 1% of the NFL, the higher, um, rating or I don't know with the, the wage the higher, yeah, the higher wage earners, yeah. um, people are saying that they don't want this extra game and that's, what's kind of dividing more people. The extra games, um, are only going to basically cause them more like greater opportunities to get injured. And they're already making their bag, but the rest of the ninety nine percent that you know are are making the minimum salary, which it's less than that. I think it's like somewhere around sixty percent of the league is making the base salary. Um, they would make more because there's an extra game. It's just going to be hard to get that done because whenever you think of people who are faces of the league and are doing the CBA terms and talking that. Those are people who are stamps and have the longevity. Those base guys come in and out of the league too often to truly get their representation having a foothold. Yeah, I mean, it's a shitty thing, but I, I, mean, sucks, I understand yeah. what you're saying. And I agree with you. Who makes the NFL money? The, that not, 1%. Yeah, not the low guys, absolutely. I mean, your Patrick Mahomes, your Aaron Rodgers, your Tom Brady's, your Dak Prescott's, Ezekiel Elliott's, like, those guys are, and and that's just to name a few, but like I could go on, but those are the ones that are making the league a billion dollar company and making these teams worth billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So like, be better, yeah, be better. I think there's a happy medium. I don't disagree, but I think just the CBA agreements in the NFL are whack, and the NFL has not been doing their best. Just be better in general. And I saw Robert Griffin III made a, a good comment. I was actually, I mean, it was just like an hour or two ago. It was off this video that I was watching about a guy being like, you know, this this uh, CBA is for the ninety nine percent, like all of us who mm-hmm. make base salaries, blah, blah blah. And Robert Griffin III was like, why? This is what they want. They want us to be split up. Yeah. That's also true. Like he's like, we need to come together and form a CBA that works for everyone. He's like, they want us to be split up so that they can pit us against each other and then they get what they want. They being the owners or the league itself. Um, Still a league run on capitalism. For sure. Very yeah. much so. The commissioner makes $40 million a year. Yeah. And he has the easiest job because he 
no matter what he does, there's no repercussions. Everybody hates you, so yeah, okay. Depends. So guess depends what? on what he you fucking think is easy. Can wipe his tears away with hundred dollar bills, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. They can all get it together, and you know who else needs to get it together? Who? The MLB. They do. Go ahead. Go ahead before I go No, off. go off. No, I'm ready no, for it. No, they need to get their fucking shit together. One, I've, I've been mad at them this whole time of how they dealt with the Astros. Mm-hmm. They need to quit giving us a taste of these players being mic'd up in spring games and just fucking give it to us. It doesn't need to be every single major league game. but Or every player. Or every player, correct. It's kind of how the NFL does it. But mm-hmm. the NFL does it in post. The MLB the game is so slow they can 100% do it during the game. And I know players aren't going to, they're like, I don't, being mic'd up for a whole game is like a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. They're 100, there could be a time, I mean, you, the option will be in there, like, I'm going to cut it. When, you know, when, say it's getting bottom of the eighth, yeah. and we're down a run, and I need to focus, all right, guys, I'm out. Like, yeah. just cut it, we're done. That would be awesome. Yeah. But also, you still get, even if it's just the first three innings, say they get a, a mic'd up player, uh, it's uh, Sunday night baseball. I don't. I think that's when some of the primetime games are. Whenever I the think prime it's t- every night, so they just try to promote them all. Yeah, whenever the primetime games are, you take the best player from that from each team, and they're mic'd up for the first three innings. I don't hate it, and honestly, I think a point that would really help the one of the biggest weaknesses of the MLB right now is growing internationally in viewership everybody it's going down but if you're a native spanish speaker or if you know you're from you know i forget the angels pitcher who's from japan um oh fuck he's a pitcher and a hitter hitter. yeah but if you're Uh, a native speaker of that huge and those guys are mic'd up and you get to tune into some broadcast that you can hear their language viewership even even just starting just starting and do it like the NFL does it. Yeah. Figure Where it I get them once a week, we get a, or you take your primetime games and you're like, here's the mic'd up from this. Mm-hmm. And it's like Bryce Harper fucking chirping in the box and like going on base and be like, what's up, man? Like, blah, 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 talking to them. And it's Salvador Perez, you know, speaking uh, Spanish and speaking English and like getting ready to dump the Gatorade on doing the Salvi splash afterwards. Like, you could give me those little clips, and that's a good way to initiate it and let players 100%. get used to it. And then, then your, your team, uh, your PR people still have the final say, because I th- think that's how that works in the NFL, is they do, uh, they have the mic'd up, and then they edit the video together, and then they send it to the team, and then the team approves it as being like, yeah, we're good with our players and coaches saying this. Mm-hmm. So you could still do it that way. That way it's not 100% live. And then eventually you work it into, like, those guys, fuck, I would I would tune in for at least the first three innings if I got Salvi mic'd up, just, like, you know, chirping. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't have to be all the time, but then they can go down to him and be like, you know, yeah. Salvi, what are you thinking on this pitch? And, like, blah, blah, blah. And he can, or, like, in between batters, he's like, how was that? And he can fucking say something real quick and then go back out and just kick it out and he's, he can focus on the play. Even doing that retroactively, you know, sparks a little bit more interest from people who aren't always into it. Makes it makes the game more entertaining. It's so simple. Yeah. And because, then you're watching it. What are they thinking? What are they saying? Yeah. And that's how you get, this is where the MLB, I talked about this earlier. They're really fucking themselves with putting this content out and 
them being the only ones who can use it. Mm -hmm. You let everybody else use it and you get these clips and you're going to get sound bites that are good. There's 164 games or 62 games, 162 games for each team. I guarantee you, you're going to get some clips that are fucking amazing. 100%. It's just numbers. But the, the clip that started all this for the, I mean, this happened, this has happened the last three years, Mm -hmm. at least us talking about this, but the clip that started this year was Anthony Rizzo for the Cubs was in spring training and he was talking to uh the announcers or the broadcasters. Yeah, he knew he was mic'd up and yeah. he could hear them as bat, well. I think. Yeah, minute bat. That's that's what I like more is where they're actually having a conversation because you do it with a fucking left fielder and half the game they're not doing anything anyways. Right. And they usually can f- focus enough anyways. So he was kind of talking to a minute bat and they're like, what are you thinking here? And he's like, I have no idea. And then uh, he was like, you know, I looked at film or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, yeah, I have no idea. Somebody banged the trash cans for me. And it's like taking a dig at the Astros mid at bat. Yeah. Oh. I think we've always agreed, though, on how to fix baseball. We have a past episode on that. What? On how to fix baseball. Literally the name of the episode is We Fix Baseball. Yeah, yes. Okay, I remember now. This last summer. Yeah. Should go back and give it a listen. That was a good episode. Agreed. Uh, is that all for this one? I think so. I mean, conference. it's conference turning week, so I'm excited for some good college basketball. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily – I mean, there's there will be some good games like tonight and going on, but Thursday, Friday, that's when the top seeds start playing. Yep. So this next weekend is going to be great for college basketball. Be on the lookout. Hopefully, takes a fat fucking L. Every day of my life, I wish for that. They almost lost this weekend. Texas Tech blew it. It's okay. It's really in due time. In due time. God, I cannot wait. It's like a fine wine. Gets sweeter with age. Yeah, those L's just taste a little bit sweeter in the tournament. Those Elite Eight and Final Four Mm. L's. Right whenever they start really chirping about how, wow. Especially when the if the Kansas City games are later. Because usually yeah. they get some early tournament games, but if they True. get like a Sweet 16 game, mm. Love they it. lose at home. Oh. <laughs> All right, that does it for this week, guys. Uh, make sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, Twitter is SNKY Athletic Pod. Yeah. Cool. SNKY Athletic Pod. Yep. Um, I forget that that's the only one that we have to abbreviate. Yeah, because the character limit yeah. uh and then instagram is sneaky athletic pod uh you can send us some emails at sneaky athletic pod at gmail.com make sure those ch- are my favorite yeah mm-hmm. i like when people reach out uh make sure to check out our website sneaky athletic pod.com we have some articles posted alec posted one here recently uh, i need to get back on the train write a little get the blog machine started back up uh you can read we have a quite a few previous articles as well yeah. um they're all quick reads so it'll be- also go up now that we're done moving, gonna have yeah. internet again. Been a little bit chaotic. We have we Absolutely. still don't have internet, which is something I'm surprised we didn't talk about all the episode, but hopefully tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So by the time this episode airs, I will have we will have internet. Um also YouTube channel, Sneaky Athletic Pod or Podcast. I'm not sure, but the episodes do post to YouTube now. Uh make sure to check all those out. Hopefully some new merch coming soon. We've been saying that, but Sneaky Comfortable merch. Sneaky Comfortable. All right, that officially does it for this week.
See you guys next week. Sneak out.